the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And now, it's the Rob Black Podcast. You can hear Rob live every weekday morning from 10 to noon on 910 AM and Talk910.com. Right now, we got the Dow down 41, the NASDAQ's up 5, the S&P 500 down 2 points. I'm feeling that we're in for a little bit of a summer of discontent. I don't see a big catalyst to move the market higher. I don't see a big catalyst to move the market lower. It's considered a stock picker's market at this point in time. I think this time next year we will be 10% higher, but getting there will be a bit of a chore. Now, today's top story, President Obama, he's about to become a regular visitor of the Gulf Coast. Fox News Radio's White House correspondent Mike Makowitz reports the president's headed back to the oil spill. The president's Friday visit will be the third time that he's visited the oil spill. The last time was just a week before. The president is trying to fight the perception that he has not been engaged enough in the recovery effort, going so far as bringing up the Gulf disaster at an awards ceremony Wednesday night for former Beatle Paul McCartney. Something that we simply have not seen before. And it's heartbreaking. The president pledged that residents and communities of the Gulf Coast will be made whole again. At the White House, Mike Makowitz, Fox News Radio. Interesting stuff. Headline news stuff. That's one of the reasons the stock market's not going to go anywhere right now. We've got too many depressing, discouraging things. North Korea, South Korea, oil, gulf, cities going away. Uh, how do we cap it? Future of oil drilling in America. There's just too many questions. And when that says, it's tough to get behind a lot of convictions. So uh, I don't feel terribly great about that. Now, if you miss President Bush... Now, raise your hand if you miss President Bush. There's a new way to keep up with the 43rd president. Fox News Radio's White House correspondent Mike Makowitz reports once again. George W. Bush is now on Facebook, the former commander-in-chief posting his own page on that popular site. Bush spokesman David Scherzer says it's an ideal forum to keep people up to date on what the former president is doing. Visitors to the site can see a picture of the president's solo and one with Laura Bush, as well as pictures of their dogs Barney and Miss Beasley. As of this morning, the retired chief executive had collected about 30,000 followers. Now, as for Twitter, Scherzer says, not yet. At the White House, Mike Makowitz, Fox News Radio. Damn you, George W., you have more friends than I do. Sign of the apocalypse that presidents of the United States now feel the need to be on Facebook. I don't know. Something about that story just, like, come on, don't you have something better to do? But I get it. I get it. He's kind of like a rock star. People want to follow him. People want to know what he's doing and not doing. Um, Do we ever think that he's going to post drunk pictures of him doing cocaine? (laughs) No. Maybe 20 years ago he would have. But not in this day and age, so I don't see any reason to befriend George Bush. So I'm just going to unfriend him. I'm going to unfriend the president. And then I'm going to go around telling people I unfriended the president. That's how cool I am. Elsewhere in the world of news, Detroit Tiger fans, they're outraged over the blown call that cost Tigers pitchers Armando Galarraga a perfect game. But could the call be reversed? There have been only 20 official perfect games thrown in Major League Baseball history. And last night against Cleveland with two outs in the ninth. Tigers pitcher Armando Galarraga should have had number 21. Ground ball, right side, Cabrera 
will cut it off. Galarraga covers. He's out. Oh, he's safe. But the replay showed. He was out. He got robbed. Umpire Jim Joyce later admitting. I, I missed it. I missed it. And Tigers pitcher Armando Galarraga missing a chance at greatness. That's what made me sad. Uh, and I can't help it. Major League Baseball is still deciding whether to review the blown call. And Commissioner Bud Selig does have the power to reverse it. Jeff Manasso, Fox News Radio. Review the call, bud. Give the guy a perfect game. It's obvious. Everyone's talking about it today. It was all over the news last night. All over the news today. Baseball needs to get with the 21st century. Not only do we need more video replay, but I think we need to, to, to turn the game more 21st century. I think we need exploding baseballs that kill players. That's how bad we need. The, the, the baseball needs 21st century. Baseball needs technology, like robots. We need robot pitchers and robot players. We need 21st century in baseball. Baseball's too boring. It's too dull. It's for statisticians and people who like to drink beer and sunshine. Other than that, there's no reason to pay attention to it. Next up, once again, asking, where was my youth? Why did I not ever have stories like this happen to me? A national survey reveals some startling new statistics on teen sex. Fox News Radio's Lori London reports. American teens are becoming more and more lax about birth control and seem to have a growing acceptance of having babies outside of marriage. A new Centers for Disease Control survey finding a dramatic rise in the number of teens, especially boys, in support of unmarried motherhood. And about 11% more teens now say they use the rhythm method instead of more reliable forms of contraception. Experts say this may help explain why there hasn't been a drop in teen births in recent years. Lori London, Fox News Radio. God, blowies, like, are easy to get now. You used to have to, like, try to convince and, and, and contort and push people into them. Sex is open. It's free. They're doing the rhythm method so you don't have to use the condom, which is man's worst natural enemy, I do believe. Latex, little thing that innocent. That innocent could be a man's worst enemy. Um, I don't know. Again, it just goes to show you, the more things change, the more they stay the same, right? So teen sex, easy to come by. And here I am basically begging for people to send me anything that that even resembles something sexy and fun. I was born in the wrong generation. I'm angry. 20 years earlier, and I would have got hippie-free love. 20 years later, and I would have got basically, eh, morals and standards are down the toilet. But no, I was in the, the Catholic regime era of the 1980s where girls still played hard to get. Next up, a former Citibank employee suing her bosses over claims her sexy outfits distracted male co-workers. Fox News Radio's Todd Starnes reports. Deborah Lee Lorenzana says she got fired for flaunting her ample assets. Says her ex-bosses at Citibank ordered her to stop wearing sexy outfits, all deemed too distracting for male co-workers. She says her attire was no worse than anyone else's. They're showing their cleavage. They're wearing miniskirts and dresses. Lorenzana now suing her former bosses says she's had to face harassment her entire life because she's so good looking. The bank declined comment. In New York, Todd Starnes, Fox News Radio. I love Todd Starnes. He gets the worst reporting jobs given at Fox News Radio. He had to, with a straight face, say she's showing her ample assets at a financial company. Love it. Love it. Love it. Love it. Once again, I got no problem with women dressing all trampy. Just understand, if you dress like a tramp, you're going to get, you know, you're not going to get that professional treatment. 
Salesforce here at Clear Channel, they all dress professional. They all get treated professionally. I think more women should dress like a tramp and a whore. I love Halloween because Halloween used to be one of those holidays where you'd, you know, dress up as, you know, a ghost or a pirate. But now it's it's women just dress up as trampy whores and wear no clothes. So I got no problem with it in any way, shape, or form. Again, why do we live in a world? I mean, isn't it sad that we live in a world that that's actually a news story? A woman shows some cleavage and, and she's not allowed to go to work. Just silly. Just silly. Next up, an adult film performer on the lamb. Hold on, wait, wait. I've heard about lobsters on the lamb, but adult film performer on the lamb? Fox News Radio's Steve Rappaport has got the story. Los Angeles police searching for a porn actor who allegedly killed one person and injured two at the studio where he worked. Cops say Stephen Hill attacked his colleagues with a sword used as a movie prop during a social gathering at the studio in Van Nuys, then fled in an SUV with the weapon. A sour business relationship, the possible motive for the attack, Hill was told last week to clear out of the building by Wednesday. Steve Rappaport, Fox News Radio. Didn't anyone see Dirk Diggler and uh, Boogie Nights, one of my top ten favorite movies of all time, Boogie Nights, where porn actors, they lose their mind and they kill each other? This this should have been well known, but you know what I love about the story? He used a sword to kill someone. In this day and age, the sword is an underutilized weapon. I, I know this is sad. I know this is tragic. Someone's dead here. But I kind of like the idea of, of bringing swords back. Next up, another reason not to do drugs. Boo. Fox News Radio's Carly Poulet explains. Researchers from the University of Rochester in New York say cocaine can literally rot your skin. They found the drug contains agents that contribute to low white cell count or dying skin tissue, giving people the appearance of wearing rotting flesh. The study also found women who had a history of cocaine use also tended to have discolorations on various parts of their body. The findings are published in the Annals of Internal Medicine. House Call for Health, I'm Carly Pouliot, Fox News Radio. Now, once again, I was born in the wrong time. I didn't drink a beer till I was 21. I didn't smoke marijuana till after 21. Like, I was a pretty much so straight-laced kid. Um, and I did inhale. But I hear sex on Coke, fantastic. Fantastic. I hear my friends tell me these things. But to hear that it's a flesh-eating drug, and it discolors parts of your body, suddenly, suddenly, I'm not that interested. Next up, the actress best known for playing the sexy southern seductress Blanche DeVoe on the 1980s sitcom Golden Girls. Dead. Old people, one of you's gone. Rue McClanahan, dead. I'm from the South. <laughs> Serving is part of my heritage. That's all I got for you. I'm not going to say anything funny. I'm not going to be mean to old people, but old people... One of you's gone, Rue McClanahan. And anyone who watched The Golden Girls, that was the worst sitcom of all time. And you should get a lobotomy. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. It's 800-345-5639. Rob Black and your money. 910 AM. More stimulating talk coming up. I've got something so super secret and wonderful. It's going to blow your mind. It's Tech Talk. Rogers. I was one of those weird kids. Listen, Rob Black and your money. 
was one of those weird kids who really didn't like Star Wars, and I really didn't like Star Trek. Now, what I did like was Buck Rogers. And do you remember Tweaky? He'd go, beady, 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 beady. What's up, Buck? Uh, little robot. So I've always been fascinated by little robots, and I've always been fascinated with technology. Still a little tech talk, so to speak. There's a company called Hudson Square Research, and they came out with a note this morning. Something big happened yesterday, and it happened for Microsoft. And basically, several industry and television news outlets discussing the potential that Microsoft and Hulu are going to announce a subscription-based service for streaming video to television sets through the Xbox 360. So when this is announced, it would be a watershed moment for the development of the -the over-the-top video. The -the over-the-top video. Now, to date, Hulu, joint venture between NBC Universal and News Corp and Disney, and a private equity company, has been available only on personal computers. And every time they've tried to put it on the Internet, it's it's Internet streamed the TV. They've figured out ways to block it at Hulu. So bringing the Internet content to the television, it would make the service mainstream, and it would make it consumer addressable. Huge. This would be huge news. I love it. I so badly want to one day take my middle finger and go, screw you, Comcast, because I don't flick anyone off. You can cut me off on the road, and I'll just I'll, I'll smile at you and send you happy thoughts. But cable companies, for some reason, I, I, got, I got an itch. And I so badly want to, you know, throw it on out there. Elsewhere in the world of tech talk, Hewlett Packard, they've nixed suggestions that they bought Palm to get into the smartphone business. And instead, they're going to use the phone maker's IP to bolster their mobile device strategy. There had been speculation that HP's bold $1.2 billion acquisition of the beleaguered Palm, it could turn into a serious player in the smartphone market. But the CEO of the company, Mark Hurd, is saying a little bit different. He's saying we're confronted with stiff competition from Microsoft and Research in Motion, so I need to temper your expectations on the smartphone. Mark Hurd's a smart dude. As far as CEO goes, he underpromises. HP is not going to spend billions and zillions of dollars trying to get the smartphone business going, up and going. The CEO, Hurd, explained yesterday at a meeting that the Palm's popular web operating system was the attraction. The web operating system is going to be one of the two ground-up pieces of software that is built as a web operating environment. And HP is going to push millions of small web-connected devices. Imagine that being a web-connected environment now where you can get a common look and feel and a common set of services laid against that environment. So HP is really not tipping their hat what they're going to do. But they're saying, don't expect big things in the smartphone, Mark. We don't, we're not going to be a player there. We're not going to be that material. We know that there's better competition out there. Very, very smart marker to do. Because we're all wondering, why did you spend $1.2 billion? Now, if you have an iPhone, iPhones are kind of cool because they have a Wi-Fi connection to them. And you can surf the Internet without using a data plan if you've got a wireless you know, connection somewhere near. iPhone users are going to be advised to save their nickels and dimes. Listen to this story. Along with the announcement that AT&T is going to cap its data plans, another big one came out yesterday was that Skype... They say they intend to charge iPhone users for calls made over AT&T's 3G network later this year. Skype said that they've got no plan to charge Verizon's wireless smartphone customers to get the same feature. Weird, right? So they're going after AT&T. They're not going after Verizon. Now, Skype has traveled a long road in bringing the application to the iPhone. 
And that allows users calling over AT&T's wireless network, the second biggest telecom company in the United States. They didn't allow her voice over IP transmissions until it changed its policy in October. Now, Apple didn't accept voice over Internet protocol apps for its online marketplace until recently this year. So Skype, we all know Skype. There's a new app on a regular basis. It's been downloaded 5 million times. Previous version allowed calls only when the phone was connected to Wi-Fi. It's downloaded 12 million times in the 14 months that it was available. But now it's not only the Wi-Fi, but it's also going to jump on the 3G. So Skype is one of those applications that it should catch on a little bit more than it has. It should be more mainstream than it is. Um, I know one or two people who only use Skype, that they've actually thrown away their cell phone, and they only use Skype. But to get Skype on the cell phone is kind of another idea. Um, Skype to replace your landline in your home makes a lot of sense, tons of sense if you're, you know, patient with using your computer as a phone. Uh, producer Heidi's got a best friend in Sweden, and she calls her up, and they talk girly things, and uh, they do it for free on Skype. Now Skype is saying we're going to start charging in some scenarios. Again, eh, is what it is. We're not going to get too too worked up on it. Other news in technology today. Uh, JMP Security says that there's evidence that is supporting the belief that Qualcomm is the smartphone and tablet PC vendor to watch in the second half of the year. Qualcomm makes chipsets. Qualcomm doesn't make phones. They make chipsets that go in phones. Qualcomm doesn't make tablets. They make chipsets that go in tablets. So ultimately what this analyst company is doing is they're saying, you know, looking around, if you don't want to buy Apple, if you don't want to buy, you know, the name player, maybe you want to buy Intel who makes some chips that are inside some of these devices. Or maybe you want to buy Broadcom, ticker symbol BRCM, or NVIDIA, NVDA, or Marvel Technologies, another semiconductor play that's out there. But they're saying, you know, Qualcomm is our choice as far as alternatives, alternative investments into the smart mobile Internet devices. Interesting to note. Another analyst firm out there today in the world of technology, they upgraded eBay to neutral. They basically think that the company has got some ongoing e-commerce market share losses going forward. And eBay's ability to drive buyers to their marketplace sites in a cost-effective manner, it's hard-pressed to identify a near-term negative catalyst um, that might drive the shares below their $20 fair value estimate. Now, to me, eBay, I don't know. I guess as we're into the year 2010, eBay means less and less to me. Maybe I'm less of a consumer as I'm getting older. I'm not quite sure, but what eBay used to mean to me versus what eBay means to me now, I just I don't have time for it. I just don't have time for it. That's one of the things I like about um, some sites that I'm using right now is that they, they integrate all the data that I want in one local area. So I, eBay's just, I don't know about you, but to me, I'm, I'm over it, and I don't really want to go there unless I have something really specific and needy um, in order to get an ad to my life. Or something really unique. Like, for instance, if I wanted a Buck Rogers Tweaky doll, maybe I could get that at eBay because I'm probably going to get it anywhere else. Uh, but you get the idea. Next up in the world of technology, there's a company called Alibaba. And it's kind of funny, right? Alibaba, because you go, that's Middle Eastern. It's Alibaba and the uh, treasure of Cave of Treasures. You know, what's the secret door? Open Sesame. So the CEO of Alibaba, it's basically the, it's the Asian Yahoo. Now, Yahoo spun off Alibaba a couple years ago, and the question is, will Alibaba buy Yahoo? There's actually talks about them buying Yahoo. The company that was, you know, a teeny tiny little baby is going to be buying the mother company. Alibaba Group is acquiring Yahoo in an unconventional and likely controversial because a foreign company would own our precious and loved 
Yahoo. Makes a little bit of sense, but I can't really go any further into it other than to say, eh, we'll see. I'm not really buying into it at this point in time. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. If you want to get in touch with me, you can via Facebook. I've got a group page called I Hate Rob Black. I Hate Rob Black. You can get in touch with me that way. I don't tend to answer stock questions via email. Um, because it's a lot of work and there's some legal liability issues, but you can drop me ideas and thoughts and prayers and, and photos at rob at robblack.com. It's rob at robblack.com. Um, other ways to communicate with me, you can call the show 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. If you're out of the area and listening to the stream, you can call 415-322-9101. It's 415-322-9101. You're listening to Rob Black and your money, 910 AM. Coming up, we've got some business time. Is Rob Black and your money on 910 AM. More stimulating talk. And now, it's business time. Oh, yeah. It's business time. It's business time. It's business. It's business time. I don't know what you're trying to say. You're trying to say it's time for business. It's business time. There's a couple of big business stories out there today. Ford is shutting down its 71-year-old Mercury brand to focus on breathing life back into its Lincoln brand, its other ailing nameplate. Ultimately, what they should probably change Lincoln's name to is, we're not Aston Martin, we're Lincoln. Or we're not Jaguar, we're Lincoln. We're not Land Rover, we're Lincoln. So another American automobile landscape change. Ford is killing his 71-year-old brand. Once a valued player on the Blue Oval team, Mercury Phelps victim in recent years to corporate neglect and foreign competition. There's no reason to have the Mercury brand anymore. If you drive a Mercury, that means you're 70 years old or you're Rube McClenahan. You're a dead person driving a car. You're close to death. So Lexus, BMW, and Cadillac, they are the luxury cars. Lincoln ain't going to make it. Ford will eventually realize that as well. Let's go to Jesse in San Jose. Jesse? Oh, hello. I wasn't sure who was going to be on. Uh, this is the first time I'm, I'm hearing your program, and I'm, I really didn't know whether this was a techie show or uh, a financial show. So my question both. is really more of a techie. I don't know if, you, if it's uh, going to be a waste of your time or it not. might be. Not. Let's find out. <laughs> you mentioned Skype. Yep. And um, I'm, I use it um, not not I, I I just began using it uh, with several uh, several people that I communicate with across the globe, uh-huh. and um, I'm learning more and more about uh, Skype as far as all the services that it provides. Actually, you can have your own Skype phone, and you can call people that do not have internet, and so you can call landlines and you can call cell phones and things like that. And really, again, I apologize. I was hoping that I could get some information, a little bit more information on that, because I'm trying to evaluate Skype as opposed to another company. I don't know if I can mention uh, that they advertise on TV, uh, similar, similar, similar communication. Sure, mention them. It's uh, no, no, I forgot the name. I'm sure you know it. You are my worst caller of the week, but that's okay. (laughs) Are you taking? Are you talking Vonage? Are you talking about Vonage? Is the one I was talking about? Yeah. 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 Um, this is going to be a big business in the next five years. More and more people are going to do voiceover internet uh, telephony um, technologies. So more and more people are going to you know grasp on. I like Skype. I use Skype personally. 
Um, it's the idea of using your computer to make a telephone call. I've got a headset that I use. Company's popular web-based software that allows users to make phone calls using the internet. Calls are free when they're made PC to PC. Users can make calls to landlines or cell phones at typically much lower rates than traditional phone services. This was a company that was publicly traded, founded by a guy named Nicholas Zinstrom and Giannis Fries. And then they sold it to eBay, and then eBay couldn't really figure out how to integrate it. $2.6 billion mistake for eBay. They sold it back to um, Silver Lake Partners for about $1.9 billion, um, and they sold 70% of their stake in it to um, that private investor group. So eventually they're going to let it all go. There's not a lot of, uh, there's not a lot of financials out there available on it. Um, I know one person who uses it as their home line. One person who uses it as their home line. So you basically call a Skype number. It's kind of cute. Um, you can do that. Uh, I still find the technology to be more novel than War and Peace. It's it's pretty cute. The downside on it is not enough people use it. So in you know when I call my buddy Tony, uh, if he's not near his computer, he's near his cell phone. So suddenly that's charging me. So it's not quite as integrated as I want it to be. Um, some of the competition, there's you know there's all sorts of competition out there. There's a company that you can plug a box into your modem and and go that way. There's Net2 Phone. There's clearly AT&T's and Verizon's of the world. They're competition as well, as is Vonage Holdings. So um, I think you're gonna see more and more of it. I think down the road, what we really need, we really want the video conferencing phone. We do, we do. We want Buck Rogers phone. We want the Buck Rogers phone. We want the the cool video through the phone lines, but. I can't tell you what to use, Jesse. And how can you not have heard my show before? I'm big. I'm huge. <laughs> Fifteen years in this business, and this is the first time you've heard of me. No, I'm sorry. I hope I didn't disappoint you by that statement, but that was the truth. So. No, no. I, yeah. Now you sound like a little bit like a, a electrician, not an electrician, but um. I'm a, I'm a computer geek, actually. Yeah, that's what I was going to guess. Yeah, I was, yeah, yeah. I was going to say engineer. It sounds like you yeah. might be living in your mom's basement. Um, actually, I'm living in my own house unemployed right now for a year and a half. I was trying to make a joke about being a nerd, <laughs> living with his mom. Yeah, you know, um, being a geek uh, tends to be a little bit more serious than, than, you know. Jesse, have you ever kissed a girl? Oh, yes, I have. There you go. Thanks yeah. for the call, Jesse. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good luck. Um, he can't be that good of an engineer or nerd if he doesn't know all about Vonage. And, and, I mean, come on, Jesse. Get out there. Live a little bit. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. I'm really a money show. I talk a little digital lifestyle here and there, but I am a money show. Uh, and that's I have to, quote-unquote, deliver to expectations. You want me talking money and business, I have to deliver to those expectations. Yes, I had a meeting with my program director yesterday where he said, deliver to expectations no fewer than 30 times in 15 minutes. So I'm delivering to expectations, Ricky. Get off my back. So let's talk a little business time right now. Finish off the business file of the day. Get this. You don't have the time to go to Amazon to get your Kindle. Now you can get a Kindle at Target stores. Starting Sunday, it's going to be made nationwide. And uh, Target's going to be the first brick-and-mortar store to sell the Kindle. It's been available through Amazon's website and selected Target stores recently. But now it's going to be a full-fledged blowout rollout. Amazon's been testing the idea on a number of Target stores. Uh, Mark of senior vice president for Target, he says uh, that it's customers have overwhelmingly positively liked it. 
Target plans to sell the Kindle for 259 bucks in all their stores, the same price as Amazon.com. Now, what's interesting to note about this is the day the publisher had all the powers over. I've written a book, and it's been published. I've written two books, and they've been published. One was fiction, and one was nonfiction. One was a business book. But to get published, you have to jump through hoops. I mean, it's, it's, it's horrific. Um, you have the publisher who gives you a teeny tiny advance, or a good advance, depending on who you are. Um, and then you promise to, they're going to help you promote it in situations like that. But Vanity Press now, it's going digital. There was a writer a couple years ago, her name was Carrie McQuestion. She spent basically a decade trying to persuade publishers to print one of her books. In July, she said, screw it, I'm going to do it myself. Eleven months later, she sold 36,000 ebooks through Amazon.com's Kindle ebook store. She's got a film option with a Hollywood producer. Amazon's going to publish a paperback version of her first novel called A Scattered Life about a friendship triangle amongst three women in a small town in Wisconsin. Sounds like a tearjerker. Sounds like I should get my vagisil ready if I see that. Miss McQuestion is at the leading edge of technological disruption. It's loosening traditional publishers' grip on the book market. You know, blogs have basically taken over the news business. On a lot of levels, blogs have taken it over. YouTube is trying to challenge television. Hulu trying to change television. Digital self-publishing is creating a powerful new niche in books. I've got an app. I don't need a radio, uh, radio station anymore. Screw you, Ricky. Screw you in delivering to expectations. I want to talk more porn. And I can go do my own little app. I can do my own little down world, download world, and I can have my own little radio audience without the, the power of 910. <laughs> should, should we hit the dumb button on that? Just back that statement out because I didn't really mean it, Ricky. <laughs> go Yankees. Um so vanity titles that are awful, 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 awful. Good guy. There's guys out there that they're like, I've got the best-selling book on how to safely, safely make your retirement safer. And it's annuities, and it's crap, and it's crap product, and no publisher would ever, ever, never, ever publish this crap. It's bad financial advice. And then they go out and, and to a printer and say, hey, get me 40,000 copies of this, and I'm going to give it away at seminars. And then, you know, you sell one annuity, you've made that $40,000 investment back. Boom, just like that. So be careful of Vanity Press. And now I'm going to tell you even further, be careful of, of digital books out there because there's going to be a lot of product out there told, like, old people, take out a loan on your home and put it into an annuity. It's a great way to turn your house into a piggy bank. And it's awful investment advice. Awful. Horrific. But I know there's a guy out there selling books that talk about it. And then you go, he's got a book. He must be good. Well, it's going to get even weirder. It's going to be even tougher to figure out who the experts are and who they aren't. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's Rob Black and your money. So it's a show about you. Pick up the phone, give me a call. Coming up, I'm going to talk a little bit about credit and some of the mistakes that we make with credit issues, some of the myths that are out there. Myth? 800-345-5639, Rob Black and your money, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Rob Black and your money, 1-800-345-5639, 9, 10 a.m., more stimulating talk. Earlier today, I did a story about a woman at Citibank who was asked not to dress as provocatively because it was a distraction to the men. Today, I kind of went a little provocative myself. I'm showing off my heavage. Women have cleavage. Men have heavage. I think I just made Heidi throw up in her mouth. 
I, I think what her phrase was, it's like a mouse crawled into my mouth, pooped, and died. I won't ever get that image out of my, my brain again. Normally you wear a T-shirt. Yes. Um, under your what button down. Right. Not today. Now, now sporting the heavage, trying to make the women swoon. Little chest hair. And I loved what you said. It's gray. <laughs> Thank you. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Let's go to Jim in Cupertino. Jim, how are you? What do you think of Akamai? Uh, what do you think about gray chest hair? And using the word heavage. Should men be allowed to walk around as sexual objects like women are? Okay, so that's a good answer. Um, do you own shares of Akamai? Yes, I do. It's a company that I used to make money hand over fist on back in 1998, but this ain't 1998, so you got to be incredibly careful. It's one of those high-tech flying companies, right? Yes. So recently there was some, and this is just boring talk for me and you, but it just shows that I know my shtick. Um, they do content delivery, and Microsoft recently started raising prices on content delivery, Whereas a lot of times in the past, Microsoft would say, eh, let's just turn our backs on this. And the, the basic idea to explain what content delivery is, is um, the NCAA has got March Madness. They've got 32 basketball games and 16 in a day. And you want to watch all those, and CBS has to figure out how to stream them and how to make sure that you know it's not choppy every five seconds. And, for instance, i got Netflix on my TV because i got wireless Netflix. I'm kind of a big deal. I'm, I'm very 21st century cutting edge. Um, Akamai is doing great. What's good for Netflix is good for Akamai, if that makes any sense at all. Stock's done really well since 2009. $7 billion market cap, 50 PE, so it's expensive. Um, I would treat it like I would treat any stock that's up two, three, four hundred percent is I'd put a stop under it where I feel comfortable being stopped out. Um, the company offers an accelerated course on digital delivery. The company's technology enables corporations and government agencies to deliver content and applications, business transactions, streaming videos, websites over the Internet. Um, I think this continues to go, and I think recently we've seen some pricing stability in the sector. Uh, for instance, today it was noted that Microsoft disclosed starting July 1 they're going to begin to bill for co- uh, content delivery network services. Uh, previously offered free of charge. This news offers evidence that pricing trends in the CDN industry continue to stabilize. When AT&T raised their price for data over their network, it's the same idea. So let's see. I love the trend of, of more content. I'm seeing if I can't find anything. I see a price target. Eh, I see a lot of stability right around $40 a share. Um, better than expected results. Most price targets are right here, right around $40 a share. You know, at first I was going to say, you know, I think you're you're in over your head, but the more I'm looking at it, the more I'm talking about it, it it's kind of a play on Apple. It's kind of a play on, on data and people like me who want to watch movies over their TVs, but we don't really want to get the red envelope anymore, and we want good quality. I would say be careful because it's expensive in the short term. I would say maybe it's a buy on dip. Buy on dips. Um, I would say it's a trading vehicle and not an investment vehicle. Uh, some of their customers include Apple, Hitachi, Nasdaq, and the Department of Defense. So I'm not I'm not necessarily against what you're trying to get at. Thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Let's go to Tyler in Fremont. Tyler? Hey, how you doing, Rob? Good. What was the big event that happened in Fremont recently? Uh, a 
Obama or Tesla? Oh, it was Obama. That's right. So I had a little yeah. bit of Tesla, too. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, looks like Southern California is pretty pissed about the Tesla deal, but okay. it made more sense to go with a factory that's already there. Absolutely. People who are actually kind of competent and trained. Yep. So. But, um, yeah, I, was, uh, I had a question. Um, looks like in the, due to the oil spill and uh, the way it's spreading that a lot of the fishing areas down in the Gulf are getting shut down. Um, for reports that seafood prices have been gone up. So I was thinking companies like Tyson or Pilgrim's Pride, you know, uh, chicken, beef, and pork companies might benefit from that. Which so uh, I was wondering what your thoughts on that. And um, I, I was trying to look at the companies. Tyson looks a little bit expensive at this point. Now, why do you think, uh, why do you think they look expensive? Because I want to get your take on this. Uh, Tyson's, it looks like they're they're kind of at a peak at this point. They've been going up, going up, and... Their financials didn't really look too great. Um, Pilgrim's Pride had a hard time looking at it because it looks like they were just coming out of bankruptcy at the end of last year. So I don't really know what numbers I can look at legitimately to kind of form an opinion on them. Their me... PE is extremely low, so I don't know if that's just because they're coming out of the bankruptcy or you know what's affecting that. Yeah, taking a look at Tyson's, and that's the first one that I was able to pull up. As far as a conversation with you, and I don't know the ecological damage done to the fishing industry. I don't know how to quantify that at this point in time, so I'm still waiting to hear what's coming out and Uh whether or not it's going to truly change the eating habits of the United States. One thing that changes the eating habits of the United States is, you know, the cost of meat, as you well know, the delivery of meat, the refrigeration of meat. Uh, Like, for instance, a hog comes with two bellies, pork bellies. Their futures tend to trade on the cost of, of wheat and sometimes the, the cost of electricity, so energy yeah. prices. So keep that in mind. Go ahead. One other thing. I, I think I saw some reports saying that the corn, uh, corn harvests are going to be uh, higher than expected, which I thought would drive down the prices of the feed for the, you know, the pigs, cows, chickens, stuff like that. Sure. So that was another thing I was kind of factoring into it. Okay. And, again, let me just take a look at Tyson's Foods and give you a good rundown on that. And then I'll try to pull up Pilgrim's Pride if I have time, but I probably won't because time's a little bit short on the show. Um, Tyson's is trading at a reasonable PE. And something else that I want you to start looking at is price-to-sales ratio. It's very in vogue, Tyler, to look at a PE and go, oh, it's a cheap PE. But price-to-sales is another metric that it's, it's tough to lie on. It's a very quantifiable number. You can see the sales. You can compare it to the company as far as their market cap goes. Um, and for instance, like you can see Oracle trades at a price to sales ratio of six and Microsoft at seven and Apple at eight. And you go, then you have to start looking at margins and start looking at some other issues and say, you know, now I get it or I don't Tyson foods. And, um, thanks for the call. It's got $800 million in cash. They don't have a crazy amount of debt. They do have some debt companies. The size tend to have some debt. Um, Recent pullback on Tyson hit twenty dollars a share, pulled back to about eighteen. Keep in mind that recently, well, two thousand eight, two thousand seven, we had kind of a commodity bubble that that happened, and uh, you remember oil going high, and it, it, agriculture never really played into it as much as energy and metals did. So when you think of Tyson's Foods, you think of a six hundred pound chicken with a bullish attitude. It's the largest chicken producer. Um, they are a giant in beef and pork sectors as well, so you're getting diversification into food, into all meat, so you're not going to necessarily get one play that's smarter than the other. 
Uh, the company offers value-added processed and pre-cooked meats, uh, refrigerated and frozen prepared meals. Uh, company hatches the eggs. They're a vertically integrated company, which basically means they go from the hatching of the eggs all the way to the cooking of the foods. Uh, they supply contract growers with the chicks and the feed and bring them back for processing when ready. Tyson uh, processes 41 million chickens. God, that's crazy. They kill 41 million chickens a week. 393,000 heads of pork and 139,000 heads of beef. Its customers include retail, wholesale, and food service customers in the United States and 90 other countries as well. Clearly, they're going to be around for a long time. That's not an issue. Uh, they got removed from the buy list at a Tier 1 company right at $22 a share. Ticker symbol on this one's TSN. And today they settled with the Department of Labor, basically an agreement. They're going to modify timekeeping practices as its poultry plants and search and prepared food plants over the next two and a half years. They're going to provide 8 to 12 minutes of extra pay per shift on an interim basis to certain hourly processing line workers. Um, they got some clock-out issues, another downgrade, um, lower following earnings guidance. So the downgrades are coming from the company. They basically beat by $0.08. Cents. Uh, revenues rose, but... Excluded a charge. See if there's anything here that, that jumps out. One analyst sees a $23 price target on it. Uh, encouraging prognosis. Highly respected industry consultant believes the near-term outlook is normalized for the chicken industry profit margins. And producers can maintain normally high margins. Domestic economy recovers in the United States. So we'll eat more food, uh, more chicken and meat. I, I still can't find much, Tyler, for you on the tie and the exposure to the Gulf. I wish that I could, but I just I'm not seeing it. Tyson is not loved by analysts right now, so I would wait for it to come down in price. Um, there's a lot of support right at 14. Um, certainly, there's nothing wrong with this company, um, but it's it's tough to quantify what you're willing to pay for it because it's it's not like we're going to come out with chickens 2.0. I, I think you're right. I think there will be some headline risks that is a uh, headline opportunity for them with, you know, we can't eat, you know, can't eat tuna anymore because the Gulf dolphins are, are covered in oil. And we all know dolphin comes in tuna. Um, Pilgrim's primed. Different little beasts. They're a, they're a chicken processor as well. They're a little bit more of a pure play on chicken. So they filed for Chapter 11 bankruptcy in 2008, came out in 2009. Uh, they were acquired by Brazil's JBS, so they're not actually the, the pure play that you think they might be at this point in time. So, um, valuations, let me see. You know how I told you the last one traded a little bit above one price-to-sales ratio? This one's um, 0.25, and their debt, it's a much smaller company. Pilgrim's Pride is much smaller, so but their debt levels are about the same as far as percentage-wise. Uh, can't really find, hold on, how much time do I have? About a minute. I think I could pull this off in a minute or less. So, PPC, Pilgrim's Pride. I know this isn't great radio at times, but I'm trying to do two stocks, and that's why I tend to only do one. Um, they're still losing money. I don't quite get it. So, China sometimes has pork bands, and that plays into things like this. I don't have enough on Pilgrim's Pride. I'd say Tyson's, if you can get it a dollar too cheaper, I don't see a lot of downside in it. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's Rob Black and your money. Thanks a whole boatload for listening today. I widely appreciate it, uh, or wildly, widely appreciate it. 
800-345-5639 if you want to wait 22 hours to get calls on the air. Tell a friend, um, love, love, love. Take care. Good day. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.